I recently had a client who competed in our first High Rocks event. And since High Rocks is continuing to grow in popularity across the world, but it's also becoming more accessible to people here in America since it started in Europe. So I wanted to walk through what her prep for the event actually looked like. And I also wanted to expand upon this a bit and kind of walk through what, how I think preparing for a High Rocks event would look like for someone who maybe it's their first time and then also for someone who has done events before and they're looking to improve upon their time, how might they go about that? So today, let's talk about training for High Rocks. The fitness movement is brought to you by Zor Fitness. We offer coaching and individualized program design, as well as educational content for coaches and athletes. It's all at one place, ZorFitness.com. So first of all, what is Hyrox? I kind of have described it before as a combination between like CrossFit and a Spartan race, right? Basically, you're doing a, a hybrid style event. Uh, I think their website calls it like exercise racing, which is often actually how I describe CrossFit, which is kind of funny. But it's, it's basically you have a 1K run and then a station that you can complete and you have eight rounds of that. And the entire thing is four times. So most of uh, like the world record time is like just under one hour for both men and women right now. So it's like most people are well over an hour to complete this type of event. So it would be a 1K run, then a thousand meters on the ski erg. 1K run, then a 50 meter sled push. 1K run, 50 meter sled pull. 1K run, 80 meter burpee broad jump. 1K row, a thousand meters on the row erg. Uh, 1K run, 200 meter farmer's carry. 1K run, uh, 100 meters of sandbag lunges, and finally 1K run and 100, or depending on the division, maybe 75 wall balls. So my client who was doing the event had, we've been working together for a while, and she is primarily a CrossFit athlete and someone who's based out of Europe. So um, when she kind of brought this to me as a possibility, I thought it was like a good opportunity for her because it's something that uh, she already kind of lends herself naturally to as an athlete. So I thought it could be a, a good mix. And she came to me and it was about 12-ish weeks away from the actual competition date. I think it might have been just over that by the time I actually started the prep. I think we had basically like th you know three training cycles essentially. So like 12 four-week blocks. So for her, it was a nice amount of time where it didn't detract too much from her goals in CrossFit because she still wants to continue to do that. However, it was also enough time where it gave us an opportunity to slowly build up that volume and uh, while also keeping the intensity of those uh, bouts of work um, you know, around race pace, it allowed us to mimic that and do that uh, kind of a, in a more appropriate fashion where it's really easy for people who uh, have signed up for a race to get really excited about it and then increase volume while also trying to mimic their race pace uh, intensities and like do all their stations and hold their splits as they would normally would. And that can obviously lead to a lot of issues for athletes, mainly overuse type stuff or just like not recovering well from the work that they're actually putting in. Because obviously if you're putting good quality work in, you want to get good adaptations out and it doesn't always work that way for not recovering effectively. So for her, I thought we did a really good job of balancing, you know, pushing her, trying to get good ad adaptation, but also being realistic, like, Hey, you are 35, 40 years old. You're only going to get so much adaptation out of your system in the next eight to 12 weeks. We need to be realistic with that and prioritize you staying healthy and uh, having actually good quality when you actually go to practice these things. So for me as the coach, the first thing that I did was build out a skeleton for her training. And often when I'm writing someone's training, the skeleton that I'm using, the template that I'm using and building their training off of is usually single week, meaning that it is 
you know, a, a five, six day template, and I'm just going to progress their training off of that single week each time. And that allows really cleanly to build in a lot of linear progressions. However, for her, I opted to do a biweekly template really just because now we have two weeks to play with and it allows you to fit more unique touches of different types of movements. Obviously, high rocks is a known event is exact same thing every single time, unlike CrossFit. However, that's really helpful to be able to say like, okay, these are the things that we know that we can actually work on and push at. And these are the things that are sort of our high leverage handles to pull on over the next 12 weeks. So essentially we ran a 12 week cycle with keeping roughly the same progressions throughout the entire thing, obviously tweaking them and having that A and B week, which allowed her to kind of stay mentally engaged and physically and and mentally like uh, ready and like uh, able to attack each session that she came back to. And it was always nice. That's like a good way to keep things fresh and to vary the take that the athlete's actually getting while also like keeping in their same priorities. And I thought it it executed really, really nicely for her. So this is what I landed on as we kind of built up to her event. The A week was session one. Each of these weeks has three sessions that we dedicated specifically to high rocks for her. Okay. Session one, week one, it was basically, we started on the ergs, accumulating a little bit of volume there. Again, in this event, we have the row work and we have the ski work. So that's what we spent our time on. And then we had run intervals as the main piece of the day. And these were, we started actually giving her uh, a 10 K run time trial as like a test retest as a very close proxy. Cause obviously running is an extremely important part of high rocks. And if there's one thing that if people are coming from some other uh, discipline, especially like CrossFit, just increasing the run exposures and getting that fitness up to the highest level possible is going to be extremely important. So that's obviously what you're going to see here is one of the biggest priorities. And stations are something where, especially if you're coming from a CrossFit type background or something where you've done some strength training before, the actual strength component of that probably won't be nearly as much of the issue as it is maybe uh, systemic fatigue or a local endurance limitation. So starting on the ergs, getting warm, doing run intervals. And this was often after we did that initial uh, 10K uh, run time trial, it was much more like slower run, faster run, uh, and then uh, like a short walk recovery. Um, And then like multiple rounds of that where we're getting probably in the like 35 to like 50 minute range for a lot of her uh, run stuff. And then back onto the ergs as a more of an aerobic uh, dose, but then also like a way to like flush and cool things down. So that was day one, week one, day two of week one, we did a bunch of like supporting strength on this day. So multiple patterns. And mainly what I mean is like, we got some hinging, some pulling, some squatting, some pressing, right? All of the, the main fundamental patterns that you're going to, to need. Uh, so we did more so like in the eight to 10 rep range. It wasn't, I wouldn't call that hypertrophy. Again, it was more so like moderate, you know, loading making sure that she's just kind of keeping a touch on those patterns just as it sounds. And then after that was station work that was more like just accumulating some good volume in those things, getting uh, exposures to that if you haven't had those specific moves before. Like a lot of my athletes have done, you know, burpees or sled pushes or things like that before, but getting it in the format that you're actually going to see it is super important. And getting slowly increasing the volume and that allows for the athlete to basically, um, get more practice of it. That's is essentially the, the easiest way to think about it, right? You're getting more opportunities to refine that pattern. And then day three would be just be her long run day. Again, uh, typically like somewhere around zone two or just like a comfortable pace where she could probably keep that, that, you know, entirely nose breathing nasal throughout. And, it, you know, it was just kind of easy and accumulation work for her. 
And then week two, day one, um, we did some specific prep work for her that was like related to uh, some of the joints that she was having uh, that we just basically wanted to keep fresh and um, not having that overused stuff pop up. So just some prep work for that. And then we had some intervals, multiple intervals. So it was often like three sets of, you know, running immediately into a station and then rest. So for example, it might've been like, and actually go for example here later on, but it was like run, you know, 300 meter run at your estimated pace right into maybe 20 meters of burpee broad jumps, rest one to two minutes, and then repeat that like three times. And then basically like four or five of those different types of uh, station work. So run right into a station, rest a bit and repeat. That way you can keep the hot, the quality uh, high in terms of your work rate, right around race pace, but then keeping the, the effort relatively low. And then day two on that B week was push, pull, and lunge. Like, again, I would call this more like strength accessory. It wasn't true strength work. And then having a threshold run after that. So a continuous run at a pretty tough pace, getting used to having the heart rate and the breathing elevated, the legs burning a little bit, and being able to sustain your pace while moving through that and continuing to move at a high rate. And then finally, uh, day three on week two was, again, more of a, a longer aerobic day. In this case, it was blended cyclical. So it was like a rotating EMOM, like minute one, it ought to be like skier, row, and then run. Or as we went on, it was also starting to incorporate some of the stations. So we might have like a farmer's carry at like a moderate weight on the one day, for example. And that's what we ran her through. And after talking with her after the event and kind of debriefing a bit, I feel like overall, we did a lot of things really well. I actually took her program and I, I modified it and tweaked some things that I thought would be make it more appropriate for a, a bigger demographic of people. And I'm actually offering it now on the website. So if people are interested, you can check it out. I will link to it in both uh, the show notes of the podcast as well as the comments on YouTube. So basically, I reworked some of the things in it where this was obviously written for an individual design athlete, and that's who the majority of who I work with. However, I kind of expanded it where now we can have it as an online format and have it available to more people. And it's going to also be again, more, more appropriate for a larger demographic of, of person. And I also condensed them down to eight weeks since I feel like that's just more an accessible timeline for a lot of people as they go about this again, three days per week. So I wanted to go through a few of the samples from this actual program, as well as like, these are things that essentially like I gave her variations of this type of thing, but this is actually pulled directly from the program. People again are interested in it. So, um, this is an example of one of the long runs. Again, I mentioned this was uh, week one session three that you're often going to see this as starting off with prep work, three rounds, five cook hip lift per side, 10 jumping jacks, five bootstrappers, 10 jumping jacks, three rounds through that. And then we go through our run prep routine through Zor fitness, 50 minute run at a comfortable pace, followed by a two minute couch stretch per side. So relatively simple, but it gives you some specifics around warm up and cool down and things like that. Another example this was a strength and station capacity day. The one, the one I mentioned, uh, starting off 10 minute skier, got a warm up pace, uh, into three to four rounds, 20 lateral line hops, eight seal pushups, eight alternating scorpions and eight squatting sky reaches. And then we actually go into the strength work. That was just prep work, uh, barbell RDO, three, uh, sets of eight reps, RPE eight to nine. Barbell back rack reverse lunge, three by 12, RPE seven. So a little bit on the lighter side. Pull-ups, three sets of six to eight reps. And people should be waiting and assisting those to make it kind of appropriately challenging to put it in like that RPE seven to eight range. And then barbell bench press, 
three by eight to 10 RPE, eight to nine. So the strength work, you can see it was hinge, lunge, pull, press. So again, hitting basically all the major patterns there. And then four rounds for quality. This is like that station capacity kind of uh, volume building work that I was talking about. Uh, rest a good recovery between all of the elements. 25 meter slide push, 25 meter slide pull, 20 meter burpee broad jump. And then again, into four more rounds for quality. Again, rest in between all the stations as needed uh, to, to have good quality. 80 meter farmer's carry, 15 meter sandbag lunge, 15 wall balls. Followed by some stretching, frog stretch, uh, glute knee stretch, lizard stretch, elevated uh, Achilles stretch with some specifics around that. So that was our second example. And the third example was intervals. And this was the, the one that was basically running and then into another movement, uh, one of the station movements. Starting off was the, the warm-up, 10 rounds at a warm-up pace, 30-second run, 30-second walk. And then for the actual run plus the station, these sets that I'm talking about, I have a note that says the goal is to complete each set slightly faster than your projected race pace. So here's the workout. Two sets, resting two minutes after each, 400-meter run, 20 burpee broad jump. And then right into two sets, rest two minutes between, 400 meter run, 80 meter farmer's carry. Immediately into two sets, 400 meter run, 40 meter sled push. Immediately into two sets, rest two minutes between, 400 meter run, 40 meter sled pull. Immediately into two sets, rest two minutes between, 400 meter run, 20 wall balls. And then some cool down work, uh, walking with the breath sink and some uh, foam rolling after that. So there you have it. There are three sample days. I don't want to give away all my secrets just yet, but again, I will link to uh, the program if people are interested in it. Again, on the YouTube, uh, I'll put it in the comments. On the podcast, I will put it in the show notes. So if people use the code TFM20, I'll give them 20 bucks off. The Fitness Movement 2-0. Use that code, it'll get you 20 bucks off the program. Lastly, I will leave you guys with this piece of advice. If you're prepping for your first event, I think this is an easy trap to fall into. My recommendation would be to be really careful with your training volume. Don't increase it more than maybe 15, 20% week over week. Okay, no more than that. 20% being on the high end. If you go more than that 20%, it's a really easy way to put yourself in a recovery deficit where basically none of your workouts are going to be high quality and you're way more likely to deal with overuse injuries leading up to the actual event, chronic stuff that you're not just gonna be able to clear up in a few days with a taper. So you need to respect your current ability levels as you prep for the event and be realistic about how much you can actually change and push adaptation into your system over a you know two month period, an eight week block, something like that. You can, you can really overestimate how much you can actually progress in that amount of time. The goal should be to go into the event and be healthy and feeling fresh, and having um, your your actual body be ready to take on an event like that. Lastly, pull back that volume and intensity quite a bit in that last week leading up to the event to clear up any lingering fatigue and allow you to actually have your peak fitness expression when you actually go to the event. So that is my recommendation for athletes training for high rocks. Thanks for listening today. If you're someone who just started listening to the show, I would encourage you to subscribe so you can stay up to date. If you're someone who's been listening for a while, I would encourage you to rate and review the show. And lastly, the best thing that you can do to support our work is also the best thing that you can do for your performance. And that is by hiring one of our coaches. Until next time, stay the course.